The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. I can remember back when I was a child, and my parents, my father especially, was a salesman, so he used to travel the country. And sometimes he would take us, you know, for a long trip to Ohio, from Rhode Island, and sometimes he would go on his own for a week or two weeks. Sometimes he would go with my mother, and they would go overseas. And one time... One time, I remember being in grade school, uh, very young, and I remember I was called in and told that my parents will not be returning because they're in some sort of a hurricane at sea. So you can imagine the imagery that I had. I thought I had lost my parents. I thought I would never see them again. And being very young and impressionable and extremely scared, I felt I felt like travel was a danger. It just it, I encoded that, and I didn't know why. Years later, every time I went to travel or if somebody I love went to travel, I would get this rush of anxiety, and I didn't know where it came from. That's the goal of therapy: is to figure out where your feelings come from. Where, what is the source? And when I figured it out, it basically helped me a lot because then I didn't have to live being afraid of uh, people traveling. And I travel, and every so often that old feeling returns, but pretty much it's dead. Pretty much when it does come back, it, it uh, I just feel it a little bit. I can just tell myself, oh, that's that old feeling. Everything's fine, Ellen. And so what happens if your parents go away, even if you're an adult and you feel scared? That's a question that I got from Jeanette. Hi, Dr. Kenner. My father has been away for the past six months. I'm 24 years old and I can get a bit emotional. Even though we talked daily, I couldn't call him. He had to contact me, but he's returned home and we can talk whenever we please. But I still find when I talk, I get choked up and feel the tears again. Why this sadness, even though he's home? Thanks, Jeanette. So Jeanette, that's why I shared my story, because the old feelings can still come back. So when you're feeling sad, sad is the emotion that we feel when we experience a loss or an imagined loss. So I was imagining that my parents had died. And an important loss would bring you to tears. You know, mild sadness if you just lose your favorite uh, sweater or something. But a major sadness if you imagine losing your parents or losing a loved one. And you, you log it in. We encode those experiences. And so when your father left, even though you're 24 years old, you're having that strong emotion of sadness. So what you want is the skill of introspecting, meaning looking inward, gently, lovingly asking yourself when you feel sad, what's going through my mind now? And your initial answer might be, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm clueless. That is always the starting point of therapy. That's always the starting point of introspection. That's always the start of the self-detective work. So stay with it. You've asked yourself a question. What's going through my mind? Why am I feeling sad? And you can ask yourself, if my tears could speak, what would they say? And when you say that you're a bit of an emotional person, I smile because that may be a benefit. Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds. That That's it. A very quick ad, and then Alan will be back. Romance. I wish I knew more about what girls want from a relationship. 
Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Huh. The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. And when you say that you're a bit of an emotional person, I smile because that may be a benefit. You don't want to get rid of your emotions. The skill is that you want to understand your emotions and secondarily to make sure that they're based on fact, not on an imagined negative outcome such as my parents dying or some biased thinking, nobody will ever love me, I'll be alone, I'm always abandoned. So um, what, you, what types of thoughts might you discover? Well, I don't know your personal context, but let me give you a sampler just to kind of get the ball rolling here. Uh, You'll obviously need to identify your own inner thoughts. So it could be that when your dad first left, you had some thoughts along the lines of, I love my dad and I'm afraid something will happen to him. And then you can imagine, I don't know why you couldn't contact him. Maybe he was overseas, maybe he was in the military, but that is a scary situation. You know, what if he was in active combat or what if he went to a dangerous part of the world? You could have done what I did, encoded, oh my God, what if? And in another situation could be that you might have felt abandoned by him. You might have felt, you know, if he could leave me for six months. Now, granted, you're 24 years old, but you can look back. Was there any time he ever left you or someone significant left you? That's the type of therapy detective work that's important. If you're not feeling, oh, my gosh, even though he calls every day, it feels like a duty. I feel like I'm not that important in her life. You know, that's a conversation to have. Is that a self-esteem issue or is there a dynamic with your dad that you want to work on? If you feel dependent on him, if that's the type of theme that comes up. You know, I feel dependent on him emotionally or financially. I can't make it on my own. Then you want to figure out how to make it on your own because you don't want that experience through life that you can't make it on your own. If you feel that, oh my gosh, he left mom, he divorced mom or she divorced him. What if he leaves me too? You want to work through that. And again, you can always get some help with that in therapy. And there's a wonderful book, Mind Over Mood. You can and if you're looking for a cognitive therapist, you can go to the website, academyofct.org. Um, so all of these thought, types of thoughts, and maybe yours are very different, but you can look at them more carefully to see if they are fact-based. If they're not 100% true, you might find that when you change your thoughts to be more accurate, your emotion changes too. It's not that you get rid of emotions, but it might be more relaxed. You might not feel that intense sadness. And you're also able to focus and find better solutions if you can actually name what's going on in your mind just rather than just swimming in a negative emotion. For example, when my parents leave now, I think instead of, oh my God, what if, what if something bad happens? I think, oh, I hope they have a fun time. I'll see them soon. And that's a very different outcome, but I had to recalibrate my own emotions. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by Drs. Kenner and Locke. Sex expert Michelle Weiner Davis has noticed that men who feel rejected sexually often express their hurt as anger. This tends to drive their partners away, which intensifies their anger. To prevent this downward spiral, men need to be good at introspection, looking inward, and women 
need to see beneath the anger to understand the rejection. Cutting off communication guarantees that the issues causing anger will remain unresolved. Nagging is another way of expressing anger, more often used by women. Nagging invites resistance and resentment, undermining your partner's desire to be intimate with you. And likely your partner will just tune you out. If you and your partner have unresolved problems, there are better ways to resolve them. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and buy it at amazon.com.